So a pattern that I noticed with myself and something that my therapist sort of pointed out to me, but also a question that I had for my therapist, because I didn't, I noticed it so much in dating and in relationships was when there is a conflict and I'm bringing something to somebody and they've upset me for whatever reason, even if I'm crying, even if I'm upset, I feel wronged, they're dead wrong in this situation. They've crossed a line, crossed a boundary, whatever it may be. If they start to cry and get upset, my tears immediately dry up. And it's my immediate response to turn all of my attention to them and just want to make them feel comfortable and put my needs completely to the side. And that I realized is a trauma response called fawning. Welcome back to Pretty Blunt. I'm Jess. I'm Sam. Today we're talking all about trauma responses. <laughs> but before we begin, of course, let's get into the the daily uh, checklist. Um, of course, if you want to find us on socials, Pretty Blunt Pod at gmail.com is our uh, our email. We'd love to hear from you. And anything on Twitter, we're on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, you name it. We're on it. TikTok. Pretty TikTok. Pretty Blunt Podcast, which we are obsessed with. And finally, we had a little bit of a shout out moment this week. I was so excited. I, it made my whole day. Yeah. Shout out to week. Samantha from Holler Magazine. Um, we go way back a couple of years and uh, she is fabulous. And she we didn't even ask her to do this. No, 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 no. We just woke up and uh, there it was. Yeah. So she wrote a little article about us and the way she described us like Samantha, if you're listening, we're going to be stealing that. She yeah. said we were self-help <laughs> inspired which like, I thought I was like that's perfect. so so good because we're people are like what are your podcasts about and we're like well I don't like saying self-help yes. because like don't get me wrong we we are yes. but we're not this conventional like yeah like here's 10 tips to yes. making your life better yes. it's like this is the real shit yeah like, this is how we're dealing with it yeah. we're going here's how it. I fucked up my life yeah. and here's how to yeah. try and avoid it here's, <laughs> I'm, here's how I'm still fucking up my life <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hopefully you learn from my mistakes at yeah. least a little bit. So thank you so much, Sam. If uh, can we call her Sam? Sure, yeah. We're besties I think now. she. I think she goes by Sam. Yeah. Um. So thank you so much because that was much appreciated. So meaningful. I yeah. Facetime just right away. I was like, look at what yeah. I just texted you. Yeah. So we're officially in a magazine, baby. Get we made at it. Us. We're Get selling us. out. Um, but yeah, so today we are talking about trauma responses and this topic is very interesting to Sam and I because this is one of the things we, I think, initially started looking into yeah. when we first were kind of going into our little self-help journey. Yeah, and I, I feel like I probably came across like an infographic on Instagram or probably a TikTok or something that kind of sparked this. But I think um, just dialing back like fight or flight is something that we talk about in biology class in high school and probably psychology and and different things like that. But what we know it as is like someone's trying to rob you on the street and are you fighting them or are you flighting them and running away? Right. Right. So how many responses are there? So there's actually four. It's fight, flight, fawn or freeze. Oh, so they're all separate. So So fight and flight, they're not together. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah, you always think that they it's just fight or flight. Yeah, because it's just like people just pair them together, right? Mm. But it's like those are two separate responses that your body slash your mind can choose. Okay, and it's not only when you're in like a physical danger; it can be a mental danger, it can be um, it can be an argument, it mm. can be just a situation where there's some kind of discomfort, and it's 
you know, first of all, nothing to blame yourself for any of these responses. Basically, everything that we do and we talk about is about gaining a better understanding of yourself, gaining self-awareness, and then figuring out the steps to take action or at least to recognize patterns. Like I came to my therapist and I was like, why when they cry, do I stop crying? Mm. I don't understand. Mm. I don't understand. I'm so upset. They get upset. And then I'm like, okay, let's make lunch. Let me make lunch for you. Yep. Yep. right you broke my heart let me make lunch for you yeah right so it's like I was like that feels like it doesn't make sense <laughs> and I don't know why I'm doing it but the other thing that I've noticed as well I don't know that my therapist brought this up to me probably saw it on TikTok but um was that as women we're also conditioned to be caregivers ah of course right which does make and sense and like as yeah. much as a, of a modern woman that I am I love making a meal for mm. whoever I'm dating Sam I look forward to every Tuesday <laughs> okay on off topic Sam makes a fuck it she's chef sam i love okay. it so much i love to cook for the people i love now nintendo switch overcooked not so much just joking i'm very bossy we haven't played we haven't played in a while yeah i know we haven't played in a while but yes no i i, I know i'm always like put the soup in the plate <laughs> first don't bring the pot to the plate i'm, I'm like plate, the plate to pot plate to pot <laughs> i'm really bad at the plate to pot method but i it's will more efficient i'll work i'll work on it but okay so Going back to the four responses, should we maybe walk through each of them to see? Let me give you a little ditty on each of them. So fight, one we commonly know. Self-preservation, anger, outburst, demanding perfection from others, demeaning way of speaking to others, controlling, self-entitlement, narcissistic tendencies, oof, bullying. Uh, And then flight could be um, uh, obsessive or compulsive tendencies, feeling of uh, anxiety or panic, workaholic, can't sit still or relax, rushing around, perfectionism, overachiever. So these are all like the stress responses, right? And like basically so, but fight could also be like if you're in conflict with someone, they literally just fight with you. Flight could be they literally, you know, when there's people who are like, I can't talk to you, right? They don't avoidance, right? Right. And that also lends itself to attachment styles. If you're say dating Um, someone or you know someone with an avoidant attachment style, they're their response is probably going to be flight. Right. I am saying that with an inflection because like yeah. I'm not a therapist, but yeah. I, that feels right to me. Um, and then there's also freeze. So um, feeling unreal, which I think is really interesting. It's a weird way to put it. But like when you kind of feel like almost out of body. Oh, you like know? you disassociate? Yeah. Okay. Uh, brain yeah. fog, spaced out, difficulty making decisions, taking action, uh, wants to hide from the world, couch potato. Which is, that's interesting because I, I get that too. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like we can relate to all of these pretty much. Like at some point or yeah. another, you and might And then fawn is the one that hits home definitely for both of us. Because yep. um, the amount of times we'll message each other and be like, I was fawning. They were fawning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like fawn, fawn, fawn. I also just, I just love saying fawn response. Fawn it's response. our new thing. Fawn response. Uh, people pleaser, loss of self, codependent relationships, stays in violent relationships, little or no boundaries, uh, easily exploited, flattering others, can't speak up for themselves. Mm. So that, mm. that is home. Mm. Now listen, I'll speak, I'll speak up for myself. All right. <laughs> but then comes to my family and I'm like, nah, I guess I'll just shut the fuck up and take it. But I guess, but no, like we had a conversation a week or two ago where we were talking about the way that you were portraying yourself to somebody and the way that you were portraying yourself, right? Yeah. Was it felt not necessarily fawnish, but it was like damsel in distress. Yeah. I'm I'm helpless. I'm yeah. yeah, And and then their perception of you was like almost felt, they felt like they needed to walk on eggshells around you and like you needed all this extra help, which Mm -hmm. like, that's really nice. But I was like, Jess, that's not you. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a part of you sometimes, but and, it's a conditioned. And, part. Yes. Yeah. And I've also done this in my relationships or in like dating new people have been like, 
okay, yeah, nice to meet you. Here's the three things that have traumatized me the most in the world, or here's three things about me that I think are negative or whatever. If you accept that, great, but I'm giving you this information right now if you want to run away. Mm. <gasps> right? So that's so, almost like what you were doing, being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm super anxious, I'm this, I'm that, when it's like, sure, you might be, but also like getting in a healthy relationship, having anxiety is normal based on what you've experienced in your life and what yeah. I've experienced. But it's also like, it's up to that person to show you who they are. And then you can determine that I, oh, I feel less anxious because they haven't given me the evidence to, or you can bring it up as it comes instead right. of like warning. Yeah. yeah. Right. In, in getting into the relationship with you. So that that's something that's definitely a pattern I noticed in myself and, and in dating now I've stopped giving the um, like warning label because I'm like, it doesn't define me. Mm. Right. doesn't define me so let's revert back to maybe the beginning of this episode and talk us through identifying that refund response and how you navigate i guess in a world of yeah i mean i'm still trying to figure it out yeah. like we had a conversation uh last, last week, week yeah uh, for sure when i and i talked about it in therapy as well and i came to jess and i was talking about it and i was like listen i had a situation where i felt really uncomfortable i was hurt and instead of talking about it in the moment, because I didn't feel like it was the right time to talk about mm -hmm. it, instead I offered up something else instead of just sort of walking away or whatever. And and I had said to my therapist and she said back to me, she was like, well, you know, I, I, what I'm noticing here is you're saying to me explicitly that you didn't want to do something and you went and did it anyways to appease them and to change the subject. And, you, you know, you, um. you, you're explicitly telling me that you felt uncomfortable with it but you move forward anyways. And, and I went, initiated whoop. it. Yeah. And I, oop. <laughs> literally. So I was like, okay, but I, and I, and I want to talk to her about this again because I'm like, what's my other option then? Well, yeah, because at, at that point in time, and I remember bringing this up to you is in this unlearning, because honestly, after 28 years of learning, I feel like now I'm reverting back to unlearning. Yes, exactly. But in, in, in that time frame, it's like, you might have a split second, not even a 0.2 of a second to identify I'm fawning right now. Yeah. It's not something that I should go into because that's a comfort response. That's something that's going to soothe me. Yeah. That's actually not something that's going to be productive or move forward the, the conflict that's going on. And it's almost, and I don't, it's not impossible, of course, but holy shit, you, you, I asked you how much time and you were like, I didn't even, there wasn't yeah. even a. It was automatic. Yeah. It was automatic for me to sort of trying to appease and change the subject. But I guess now I'm like stepping back again and thinking, is there any, not that is there anything wrong with that, but like outside of just pretending that it didn't happen and waiting till the next, what do I, do I just leave the room? See, like, you know, like, like yeah. what, what do I yeah. do then? Yeah, what am I supposed trick. to do yeah. if I don't want to talk about something in the moment, but I'm hurt and anything would feel sort of inauthentic because I feel things very deeply and mm -hmm. I know you do too. And I feel things very deeply. So if, if something happens, it's hard for me to move forward and feel like any interaction is authentic if I haven't sorted out the issue at hand. So you're saying in a sense of you're offering up something like making a meal, massage, yeah. whatever it may be. Well, so here's my question then, though. I don't necessarily think that that is inauthentic because to you you're such a caregiver in general let's put let's put sure. being a woman aside sure. right you are a caregiver you like to provide yes. for people and that that is a way of 
not only comforting yourself but comforting others so this is where everything gets a bit tricky because we're learning about all these responses yeah but I think in that moment it I didn't want to comfort them I just wanted you but you so you knew that yes I felt uncomfortable I knew I didn't want to comfort them but I was like I don't want to talk about this situation either because we're not going to get anywhere with it right now so then that's that point two of a second yeah it's identifying I don't want to do this and I'm going to do it anyway yeah in my eyes I thought you were almost coming from an uh, an expression of I'm going to do this because maybe it's gonna make me feel better but it's gonna make them feel better yeah no it didn't it would okay. not have made me feel so better I was uncomfortable inner, to do yeah. it I just didn't want to talk anymore yeah so that's the inner we, I mean we talk about that inner feeling yeah. and and going with that guidance system and for me that's what's difficult is we're getting better at it but it, it can be very very difficult in the moment to listen to that core of you to go I'm not feeling comfortable right now and how do I navigate yeah. this and so you go back you revert back to old beliefs yes. and old patterns because that's what's safe that's what's comforting that's what's soothing and that's what we have in our toolkit exactly when you think about having a toolkit that's what's in my toolkit yeah right so it's like I I need to that's something that now that I need to reflect on and work on and I'll talk to my therapist about it maybe do a little reading um and even talk to the person that I had the situation with right yeah and and figure out um how exactly to navigate that because it's going to be different with everybody so the fawn response is basically the fourth trauma response um and it's like basically it says it was helpful for survivors of Uh, abuse and trauma uh, and it's termed fawning because it offers a path to safety so you escape harm in short by learning to please the person threatening you to keep them happy Mm. so in childhood this could involve um, ignoring your own needs to take care of a parent uh, making yourself as useful uh, and helpful as possible neglecting or failing to develop your own identity or offering praise and admiration even when they criticize you Mm. so you might um Uh, when you get older basically this can manifest as uh, avoid sharing your own thoughts in close relationships because you don't want to make other people angry agree to whatever your partner asks of you even if you'd rather not constantly praise a manager in hope of avoiding criticism and negative feedback Uh, feel as if you know very little about what you like or enjoy that's me that's what I've been doing in the past two years really since being single I'm like I have no idea what I like and what I enjoy and in dating people they're like what do you like to do and I'm like honestly don't know I don't know I was well, like, I was in a relationship and I just, just lost, into a I just lost yeah, myself yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. And especially because it was at such a, you know, I was, pivotal, was, point, was yeah. pivotal point in my life was my, almost my full twenties and I moved to a new city. So it's like, I'm getting to know Toronto. I'm getting to know myself. I'm trying to figure Starting out what I like to do. Starting a new career. Yeah. Getting into that sector. Right. So it's a lot of, of you're, you're almost pushing aside everything but you're you're putting sorry you're pushing yourself aside yes in to accompany all these new things that are coming into your life because those are the priority yeah so that's why like you know when we talk about challenging ourselves trying new things that's why I'm doing because I'm like I honestly don't know what I like like when we went rollerblading that time I was like a nightmare and then I was like that was actually so fun and I'm also the type of person and I think this is a, a response out of you know a previous relationship in addition to perhaps the way I was I grew up but I'm the type of person that if we go do something and it sucks, it's just a good story. Oh, all for the plot. Right? Like, Baby. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, what a waste of money or what a waste of time or I no. had the worst time or anything. It's funny most it's of the time. A, it's actually why I like, you know, get yourself a Sam is what we always say. Um, but literally, that needs to be on a fucking shirt. Like, get yourself a Season Sam. two merch. <laughs> um, because I really do believe anything that Sam and I have done, um, mind you, it's stuff that we are interested in doing. But if we didn't have 
fun doing it we'd find a way to make it fun. yeah like we went to a comedy night just i don't know what like last week or the week before yeah yeah and of course don't get me wrong like we love a good comedy night but we were like you know we're gonna challenge ourselves like tonight we're gonna go up to someone mm-hmm. we're gonna challenge ourselves we're gonna chat we're gonna see and we love it and yeah. it's all for the plot and yeah. even if you don't have like it's about exploring how are yeah. you supposed to know what you like unless you try yeah exactly and like right? I had to be like afraid to be bad at things afraid improv, to baby, get messy Friday. yeah we're doing improv on Friday Sam's <laughs> I'm nervous so I did improv in grade nine so uh, like I'm I'm nervous in a sense I haven't done it all these years but I know Sam is very very nervous but we're going to a new part of the city. We're yep. going to have dinner at a new place. We'll go. We'll enjoy. And Definitely having a glass of shit. wine oh, before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yesterday, Jess was like, are we going sober? I was like, oh, <laughs> we're at least having a glass. Sam was like, we're having a glass. I'm like, I'm having two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having two, Sam. I'm Scottish. We drink a lot, okay? <laughs> okay, but let's talk about where, like, how fawning has come into your life. Because I know we've had conversations about our family. Sam's always got to bring it back to me. She's always got to be like, tell me about your life. <laughs> But like I know for me, I see it in one of my family members and I see, you know, them getting pushed around and I'm like, stand up for yourself. And she's like, no, I don't I don't want to make this other person uncomfortable. And I'm like, well, you know, they're bullying you. Mm. They're bullying me. Like stand up for yourself and just doesn't want to cause an issue. But then you continue to get hurt over and over because there's no boundary being set. There's no consequences. So nothing changes. A turkey. Let me tell you this right now. (laughs) Let me tell you this right now for free. A turkey is not an apology. And I know you have no context for this, but let me tell you. But just know. Just know a turkey's not an apology. Just fucking know that. I was like, I was like, I need to bring up the turkey, but that's all. (laughs) Fucking turkey. I swear to God. I will remember at some point, I'm just going to bring Sam a large turkey. If I ever have to apologize to her, I'm going to carve I'm sorry into a turkey and give it to her and be like, that's better. Honestly, (laughs) at least there's an apology. It's a turkey apology, but the turkey itself. Fuck. Fuck. Stuffed into it. Like, <laughs> just like, get right in there, Sam. Okay, enough about turkey. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Font, yeah. Are you avoiding my question? I might be. I might be. No, I mean, like, okay, so being, being absolutely straight up, my first, um, I guess, acknowledgement of fond response was seeing it probably in my mom. Yeah. My mom's the one that is... I do re mi fa so la okay she is the most fun I've ever seen in my life yeah uh so she grew up I mean my my grandparents were from Scotland um also drinkers and stuff like that um and her and her sister I don't even know if they talked a lot we Mm. we actually had this conversation over the weekend when we were uh at for Lachlan's birthday and I was talking to her about it and I was like, kind of like, you know, what did you do when you were younger then? Did you ever, like, did, were you fending for yourself? She's like, no, we were provided for and yeah. we were cared for. But emotionally, she didn't really have anyone to go to. Yeah. So she kept a lot of it inside. It's very generational too. So so much is it, it's so, oh my gosh. That's, what, that's why Gen Z is like off the walls with stuff because there, a lot of them are being raised by millennials. Like yeah. we were all raised by boomers or like my grandmother wasn't like grew up in like the silent era mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. what it's called because they just didn't say shit yeah. right and it was yeah. like well you had something to eat and that was it yeah it's like it's the bare minimum to be provided with 
food. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? The human experience is, like, if we look at animals all over the earth, it's, okay, yeah, they get food and that's that's it. That's yeah. not all that we need as no. humans. We no. need a lot more than a full belly, yeah. you know? And so, anyway, like, reverting back to, to mom, I noticed in my upbringing, her fond response was doing everything for everybody to the point that she doesn't even acknowledge her own existence, yeah. I feel. Then it's like back to what I was saying of like, you don't know what you like. No. You don't even know what you like. No. I, I can almost guarantee you if I were to ask my mom if like what she enjoys doing on the day to day, I don't necessarily know if she really if she really knows yeah her. and would be uncomfortable to even oh yeah that's why i'm like you know i'm doing my like take up space do new things go to the park by yeah. myself eat a sandwich thing because i'm like that's a that was a challenge yeah. for me yeah right of like just trying to exist yeah i think in knowing this though and knowing how she grew up and in realizing why she reacts the way she does and how she processes her emotions i now at my age i didn't before but now i'm like oh Mm-hmm. This is why I don't get the love. I, I, we kind of touched yeah. on this a little bit on a previous episode, but my mom doesn't give me the necessarily like emotional support that I need. Yeah. And it's because she genuinely does not know how to. Yeah. Her way of providing love is by going to Costco and picking up extra toilet paper. Yeah. Going, I mean, I came in this morning. Oh, yeah. Literally, I came in and I was like, this is classic. You classic talking to your mommy. mom. She was calling me. Yeah, she was you guys talking were talking about, about Costco. She was like, oh, the steak. Do you Because I text her because now I go out of my way now. So she got me uh, these 90.97 steaks. If you don't know the 97 rule from Costco, it means it was on sale. <laughs> okay, let me hook you up. Oh, that. yes. That's right. If it means. ends in 97. If it ends in 97, yeah. it means it's on sale. So my mom picked up these like steaks absolutely incredible they were delicious and I don't have steaks often but because she got them for me I now make a point because I understand that this is her way of providing yes. me with love I make sure to say to her thank you so much for p- picking those up for me they were the best steaks like yeah. they were so good and so I text her and she was like oh sh- it's not even a oh I'm so glad you like them she's like should I get more yeah should I pick you up some more because yes. and she called me and she's like I can go get and I was like mom did you try them have you yeah. she's like no 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 I just saw that I, I thought you would like them and I'm like no you should pick some up for yourself but yes. she's not even yeah a f- not even thinking about herself because she's so um her world is my dad me and my sister yeah and the, my my niece and my nephew yeah that is her world and her way of providing that love is through yes costco family costco <laughs> Point 97 uh, yeah. at costco I mean, but like yeah. I, I think a lot of women can relate to that and especially when we're talking about generational yeah. but i think the thing to remember is that if she was fulfilling different things in her life then it would become extra fulfilling for you in terms of seeing that seeing her have things she's passionate about and that she loves to do yeah. being able to relate on that level yeah. And if she has more of that in herself, then she's able to just provide more for you, even though it may not be stakes, it could be love and conversation in a way that you'd find more valuable. But the good thing about noticing that she does have that fond response while you do have to sort of, you can, it's totally legitimate to be like sad and grieve that you're not going to get that, you know, deep level of um, connection with her in that way, right? The 5,000 piece puzzle, but you can 
appreciated in a different oh, wow. way. And you have to know when you're doing the yes. work. And like a lot of us are probably the only ones doing the work in our families, yeah. most likely, um, that you do sort of need to step back as like an observer and know that um, like equally grieve that you're not going to get that depth, but also then try and find the ways to appreciate what people are providing in your Absol- family. Absolutely. And I think more so to that, seeing my grandmother and how much my mom's taking care of my grandma Mm -hmm. now and so my grandma's not not emotional at all like 10 times fold not emotional and my my grandma's starting to open up to me though yeah and so I'm on the phone with her like the other night and I'm like hey grand like I'm going home tomorrow did you want to come like for the ride and she's like oh Jess I'd love to I'm having a hard time at home just that she's getting renovations and stuff done and then she goes on for 10 minutes about my mom about how much she loves and appreciates my mom and how much my mom has done for her over Mm. the last I mean years but specific the last couple of months because she had a flooding going on and I'm like grandma you should you should call up mom and tell her yeah and she goes oh you know I think Mm -hmm. I think she knows and then she's mentioning again well, in Costco, I'm thinking about <laughs> picking up. Uh, there's this really expensive fountain. I'm going, Grandma, you're, Grandma, like, and she's like, it's three on, in her Scottish accent, it's $300, Jessica. <laughs> or I can't even do that properly. I'm going, Gran, I think you should get it for her birthday. Yeah. But again, it's not like a, I'm going to call her up and let her know how much yeah. I appreciate her. She does exactly what my mom's doing. Yeah. It's like, that's my Gran's way of showing yeah. love. And I'm like, God. It's the exact opposite of in when in my family someone needed to apologize and instead they bought a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck turkey. Um, uh, should we move on to another response? Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about the flight response. So okay. this is characterized by the desire to escape or deny pain, emotional turmoil, or any type of stress. Um, escape might take a literal form, like staying longer hours at school or friends' houses to stay away or like going out for a walk kind of thing. Mm. Or it could be like more figuratively so like throwing yourself into your studies or your job or creating endless plans drowning out arguments with music um and as an adult it means it could be um like you continue to flee difficult or challenging situations by working towards perfection so no one can criticize or challenge you which is interesting because i i want to talk about that um ending relationships when you feel threatened before the other person can break up with you i know a lot of people have Mm. that uh i have the opposite i'm like ride it till the wheels fall off (laughs) hurt me <laughs> stab me in the chest i'm like oh and send I, me a turkey and i'm like you stab me in the chest it's fine i'm only bleeding out of one side yeah. um avoiding conflict um or like bringing up any painful or difficult emotions or using work hobbies or even alcohol or substances to fend off fear anxiety or panic yeah so oh. now that i'm hearing this i'm like oh i got some flight in me yeah um definitely the working towards perfection so for me that's an interesting one because i'm not sure that it necessarily okay well i'm sure it ties into trauma somehow but for me the position that i'm in now and the type of job that i have like it's it all fits the mold of like you know i grew up in a situation where i had like a village raise me basically Mm. You know, so there was a lot of different people who raised me and I know that that kind of affected me all within my family. A lot of people sort of chipped in because my mom was younger when she had me. Um, But what that caused me. How old was your mom? She was 18 slash 19. Okay. So and then I beat teen pregnancy, broke the cycle, baby. They were so afraid I wouldn't. They were so afraid. We don't (laughs) think that you'll make it. They were like, I'm out drinking. They're like, no. And I'm like, guys, I'm getting straight A's. Get you a girl who can do both. Okay. Yeah. I can get straight A's. Have you heard and of I can birth go get control. I now. can go get hammered on boons. 
Um, or Vex. Did you drink Vex? Of course. That was Ugh. one of my first. That was oh one of my, my first. Oh my God, Vex. So, memories on Vex. But definitely I feel this need when we were in episode one, actually, we were talking about my need to have the most interesting job in the room. Yes. Of my own self-worth and having a job where I'm like constantly trying to be validated, having a job where um, I want it to be interesting and I want to do the best and I've always been that type of person of like I want to be on student council I want to be in front of people and proving that I'm worthwhile to be there but I honestly do think that ties in a lot to my race and considering that I grew up in a family and in a province and in a country really where white is the majority right right so I'm like I deserve to be here I worked for this I wasn't handed any of this and I feel the need to prove myself a little bit more than other people Mm -hmm. and because I grew up in a family that didn't have a lot of money either right right so um that was something that I you know and I also am chasing the money just for the feeling of safety right and to be able to provide for myself because nobody else will like pick me up if anything goes down if anything I'm helping out my grandmother sometimes Mm. right or that's my desire to be able to do that um so sort of chasing that perfectionism for worth and then also um definitely relating to me um ending the relationship when I feel threatened that's not uh that's not for me but just avoiding conflict I think I don't avoid it in the way that I leave it, though. I probably fawn more. Mm. But using work, hobbies, or even alcohol and substances to fend off fear, anxiety, or panic, that definitely rings a bell. Is it in 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 conflict you're using it? Or I'm confused. Or is this just in general you might have substance abuse? Um, it's just to flee challenging situations. So, like, if you're going through something. Like, you'll oh, be drinking. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you could also have, like, it's a trauma response, right? So the trauma could have happened 15 years ago. Right. And you're not dealing with it. You're not going to therapy. You're drinking. Ah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. want to think about it. Yeah. You want to numb those feelings or whatever it may be. So yeah. how, how, how does that relate to you at all in any of these kind of flight responses? That relates to my father. <laughs> um, my dad's definitely like that. Um, I would say for me personally, the flight is I like to be a hermit. Mm-hmm. I would probably say that would be my most connection to the flight yeah. is that I will go, go, go and I'll be as much as my much as myself with people and like then I get home and I'm like, oh my God, I need to be by myself. Yes. Need to be by myself. I need to like retreat. I need to like be alone. And then in terms of conflict, um, I'm not necessarily, this is where it's interesting, I'm not necessarily someone in the moment who's going to want to run away from the problem but when I do need my space when I'm like okay I don't know how I'm gonna react to this or I'm not really sure how to process this right now I need just time like I'm really angry I need space yes um but I don't necessarily I don't know if that's really I think no I think that that is responsible right I think it's more that like if you're doing it to the point where you're not you're not expressing your needs and you're just avoiding the problem at hand in general oh well right it's not just um, like I need a minute it's like I need a minute so that I don't lose my mind or I want to gather my thoughts. Like that to me feels responsible. Okay, then no, I'd probably say fawning still is more into the relation because I'm doing, I may be retreating or like not engaging in the What about the ending relationships when you feel threatened before the other person can break up with you? Did you tell me that you used to do that? Or no? Kind of like Uh, self-sabotaging. Oh, I'm definitely a self-sabotager for sure. But you know what? It's it's more so I've already realized that I want the relationship to end. So I'll actually start creating. I used to. I don't do this anymore. But I used to start creating problems in the relationship. And almost like 
almost like gaslight someone. Like I remember in grade 10 when I was dating someone that I like created all these problems that I was like, you're doing this and you're doing that and like making things a way bigger deal because I was like trying to push them away. Mm -hmm. And I think it was also partly because I was scared of maybe commitment. I was scared yeah. of like things getting too serious. Yeah. Maybe um, you getting hurt. Some I th also think it was part of the reason things are going too well. I need a little drama. I yeah. Need a little spice. Yeah. Um, now I know that that was Or just... having people like want to fight for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely that was something I was like hanging up the phone because I was like they better call me back yeah they better be calling me back yeah I wonder what that is I mean we're not experts but it's all it's all part of it yeah I think they're all they're all intermingled in a yes. way yeah. right again it's all just reflection on yourself so let's move to fight because I'm interested in this because I would have automatically said I don't have any fight but I'm sure now all of this is resonating in some yeah. way with me fight has what in it again so uh the response tend to tends to stem from the unconscious belief that maintaining power control okay so that almost feels more like a hanging up the phone kind of thing because mm. you're trying to control um others will lead uh to acceptance love and safety um so basically, it tends to show up when your caregivers didn't provide reasonable or healthy limits. That's an interesting one. I remember mm. there was not a lot of like with my mom, it would never be reasonable. It would just be like, because I said so. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, gave you whatever you asked for. I also got that. I was pretty yeah. spoiled. Yeah, Shamed you. Spoiled, yeah. um, demonstrated narcissistic rage, bullying, or disgust. Um, and then uh, when the fight often ref fight often refers to actual physical or verbal aggression, but it, it can encompass an action um, to stand up or to a threat or negate it, like making public social media posts after your partner cheats on you to let everyone know what they did. Oof. Yeah. Shouting at your friend when they accidentally mentioned something you wanted to keep private, spreading a rumor about a coworker who criticized you at work, refusing to speak to your partner for a week when they lose your favorite sunglasses. Jeez, so it's Louise. really, it really, it like those, Firstly, those are really... What website is this? This is Healthline. Okay, because these are giving very reasonable, yeah. everyday things yes. that could definitely happen. Yes, yeah. Um, to make you... Because to me, I'm thinking fight response is just like, let me hit ya. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it, it is, right? Tussle, but this is more like the... <laughs> let's touch. Why I oughta. Um... Uh, it also says that fixed fight response can underlie narcissistic defenses. Indeed, experts recognize childhood abuse as a potential cause of narcissistic personality disorder. Mm. Um, in your relationships, you tend to be towards ambivalent or avoidant attachment styles. Mm. That's interesting. I don't relate to this very mm. much. No, there's a couple of things that I play in my head that I go, oh, okay, yeah, I've definitely had a fight response before, but it's always been from the opposing person yes i've definitely like, experienced people who have this yeah and there was a lot of fighting in my in my in my growing up yeah a lot of fighting a lot of yelling a lot of a lot of yelling a lot of yelling yeah now, but again now it's I, I i don't know they again it's it's they kind of overlap in such a way with even other things that i'm like it, it can get soaked which is why you should go to therapy well it's, yes because i'm just trying to think okay let's say um I'm just looking at the situation. So yeah. your friend accidentally mentioned something you wanted to keep private. My response would be not to shout at them. My response would probably be hurt. I might not even bring it up to them. Mm. How would you respond? I think great younger Jess might respond differently than yeah. older Jess. Or like refusing to speak to your partner for a week when they lose your favorite sunglasses. That wouldn't be my response. No, glasses for sure. No, but I'd, I'd probably, probably be passive aggressive maybe. <laughs> I but like, I wouldn't hold it against them. They so, they lost them. Like so they didn't different. do it on purpose. It's so different now. Like the, now but that's that the my thing. Eyes like that's open, what I'm asking so you now, right? Like that's now the thing. I would not. If, yeah. if, if someone lost my glasses, I'd be like, it fucking sucks. Bitch. But but like, if you be... lost my sunglasses, I'd be like, 
buy me a turkey. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just imagining turkey funny. anytime I can. Now. And, uh, I'm like, just picturing like from Friends where he has a turkey on his head with the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just show up like that. But no, yeah, no. no. Making Today, a public yeah. social media post after your partner cheats on you never. to let everyone know what they did. I'd never do that. I debated it. I'd never do that. Yeah. I debated it. Um. <laughs> Listen, we all have those moments. You thought it. You thought it. Um, yeah, so I don't think fight really resonates with me, but it may resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, like, if any of this is kind of sort of you as in you listening, thank you for listening to Pretty Bond Podcast. But um, if any of this resonates with you or you have examples or times where you came up on it and you either responded yes. really well or really poorly, like, we'd love to hear about it. If you want to shoot us an email, um, prettybluntpod at gmail.com. We always want to hear from you if anything. Like, I know I get, like, messages on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I actually had a girl message me yesterday or the day before and she was talking about dating and she was saying how actually oh god i think i took a screenshot because i wanted to talk to you about this this is a side note yeah but just men have the audacity okay so she met this guy on tinder and she was like he ghosted me and i was like what an ass but she sent me like the their conversation he was like oh like you're so beautiful i guess it's my turn to preview wrong like nice guys are still out here and she's like haha or you could ghost me he's like nah not me if we aren't vibing uh i have enough respect to be honest with you and then he ghosted her why am i not surprised like just stop because people don't want to face People don't want to face uncomfortable feelings. I know. But like just that's fine. But don't say that you're going to have enough respect for somebody to do it. That's fine. That's fine. Fuck it. Ghost them. Yeah. Right. But don't don't set it up like that. And it's just like really. Also, anybody who calls himself a nice guy, red flag. Yeah. You're not. I've literally never said, oh, I'm a nice girl or like no. anytime I've said I'm a good girl, it's because I'm a, I'm being a little brat. Yeah, okay? it's I'm sexually. Like, I'm a good girl. <laughs> like I've never been like, no, I'm I'm one of the good ones. No, I'm not like other girls. Yeah. OK, pick I'm me. Different. Just like, like a pick me man. Um, OK, so let's move on to freeze response. So the freeze response serves as a stalling tactic. Uh, your brain presses the pause button but remains hypervigilant, waiting and watching carefully until it can determine whether fleeing or fighting offers the best route to safety. Oh. Some experts have pointed out this response actually takes place first before you decide flee or fight, which wow. is interesting. Because you were kind of asking me, like, oh, what was your thought process on, you know, mm. before you fawned? Um, and whether the action seems less than feasible. You might flop in your response to your fright. What is the flop response? Okay, hold on. We'll get There's we'll, another response. We'll, we'll get. We'll, okay, I didn't know the flop was in there. Hold on. <laughs> let's just let's just keep talking about um, freeze. Yeah. A long term freeze response can come to resemble a mask for you to protect yourself. Okay, so it can be like long term. You know where we were talking about like oh if you're drinking like does it have to be in the moment? Mm. So it could be like long term. That makes sense because I know that I felt like when I went through my breakup, I was like my nervous system was Shot. messed. Yeah. Yeah physically physically i was done for and now i feel like i'm out of that where my like i guess autonomic nervous system is now relaxed again right um so a long-term freeze response can come to resemble a mask that you use to protect yourself when you can't identify any means of fighting back or escaping um you might use fantasy or imagination to escape day-to-day distress tiktok 
probably like that 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 oh. got me through 2020 um prefer solitude and avoid close relationships hides emotions and feelings physically detached from the world by sleep staying in your room or your house mentally check out from situations that feel oh. painful or stressful that can be also that can connect um don't quote me on this i might be completely wrong but i'm pretty sure like the comic-con community yeah. a lot of the people who do um uh what is it called i want to this is terrible i want to say dress up that's so offensive it's not dress up oh i know what you mean um, uh what uh, are they called uh, uh cosplay uh, cosplay there you go um a lot of the people in the cosplay com- cosplay community um again don't quote me pretty sure have experienced trauma and so their way of kind of living this fantasy world is actually dressing up and doing cosplay yeah that makes sense um, and doing and like immersing themselves in games yeah and doing things of that nature yeah um which to me completely makes sense when you put it in yes. that in that i have to look that up i'm going to confirm if that's a thing yeah also let me just dial I'm almost sure go it back is. here to flop because this is interesting what is the flop response um you your body might go limp you might even dissociate or faint if you pass out you don't experience the trauma directly if you dissociate you might feel removed or mentally disconnected from the situation or fail to remember it fully (gasps) i dated somebody who was like that um if you go limp the person attacking or abusing you might feel less force or even lose interest completely as a result you might find it easier to get safety of course flopping also known as tonic immobility isn't exactly a good thing though it does serve some purpose it can leave you completely numb unable to move or call out for help plus it might seem helpful for lack of memories of abuse those blank spaces that can still cause emotional distress which makes sense especially if you're in um maybe like a physically or very emotionally abusive Abusive, situation um and i know that i had a situation last year in somebody that i was dating and it ended poorly and um they were sending me text messages that were really upsetting to me and luckily i had friends over because i literally texted them and said please stop i cannot feel my arms Oh, oh my God. Remember yeah. that? Remember that? That was a flop. That was a flop response. Wow. I should have said, please stop. I'm flopping. And it also makes sense. Um, people who say that they've dissociated to the point, like they, some people don't even remember parts of their childhood. Yeah. Because they've blocked it yes. out and it's not even part. Yeah. It's wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of that uh, relates to what you've talked about in terms of like pulling back, sort of dissociating, um, not not communicating with people and just sort of like hermiting as you mm-hmm, cause it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, you know, that that's fine. Like taking time to yourself, I think, is one thing. But also, you know, I know that I've been like, you know, if you need to spend all day in bed, it's fine. But let me know. Yeah. Let me or let me come over and sit on the couch. Yeah. Let me make you lunch. Um and do it in a way that's like healthy because again you're responding to these things for a reason so if you need to let yourself have these moments again we're not saying that there's anything wrong no but it's like okay well if somebody if a coworker says something negative about me am i going and starting a rumor about them that's probably not the best route yeah right yeah. find your best friend coworker and just talk shit about them yeah. to, to you know, i don't know like <laughs> maybe, maybe that's horrible <laughs> advice but <laughs> The whole the whole point of all of these different responses and attachment styles and love languages, all, all of this is becoming more self-aware and learning more about yourself and others and how you can just like better, really just better your life, um, becoming more empathetic. I know we always talk about like, yeah, I'm an empath. And, but like really it's, it's far past just being quote, like I always say, by the way, 
off topic i always say quote unquote yeah you do Do you notice that yeah a lot? i tried really hard and then i just said it there yeah and, and you I, like caught yourself i was like damn but quote unquote it's more than being a quote unquote empath because it's about learning and understanding it's not you're just feeling yes it's and, and, learning and understanding and also like i think for me a spe- what makes it really hard is there's a lot of people in your life who are never going to listen to you. Nope. They're going to fight or they're yep. going to flight or yep. whatever. Anytime a situation comes up and then it's up to you to set the boundary and perhaps not have them in your life anymore. That's what sucks. That's what's difficult. That's what's hard is if you're not around people who are doing the work, it'll help you sort of rectify in your mind why they're doing it. But that's not an excuse. Yeah. I've been in situations with people where they're like, well, this is why I'm doing it. And, and I'm like, yes, but I'm being hurt in the process. Empathy without boundaries is self-destruction. Another and like thing. to un- to like unpack Hashtag. yeah unpack that quote a little bit if you're not understanding it's like when you're being empathetic let's say somebody went through something horrible 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 trauma but it manifests in your relationship as them getting mad at you as them denying your reality and gaslighting you not trusting not you trusting you um like their insecurities like the, you know it just becomes a very volatile relationship if you can continue to have empathy for them and keep them in your life, but they continue to hurt you over and over, you need to take a step back and reevaluate. And if it's a family member, these things are much harder, but it's not an excuse. Someone else's trauma is not an excuse for them to traumatize you. Yeah. I'm at the point right now in my learning where my biggest, my easiest thing is being able to remove any negativity in terms of like friendships or communicating boundaries with friends and and such. All of my friends pretty much know me, so I don't really have an issue with it. But family is the most difficult, the most, most difficult because we talk a lot about unconditional love and that, and it really does play into the fact that you're sitting there going these parents my parents have raised me and done all these things for me and I'm dealing with the consequences of their upbringing and that goes into generational trauma yeah and it's hard also because obviously you're younger than your parents so it gets frustrating when you feel like you have to parent your parents or that you even need to do this because you're like you should have your shit sorted out before you've even had children or if you didn't the fact that you think it's okay and what pisses me off is when I see people repeating the patterns of their parents and I get it I get it. It's very hard to break patterns, but I'm like, you know how it feels to be treated this way. Yeah. It's too heartbreaking uh, to feel like, and I think a lot of people will relate when you're the only person in your family doing the work, you feel like the crazy person. You feel like, oh, I'm going to cause a rift because I've said I don't want to go to this event or because I've pushed back on the way someone spoke to me. Yep. And I think we talked, to, were we talking about this yesterday? Um, but basically, again, I saw a TikTok that said, It's so hard and hurtful when you have something, especially happen in a family situation where you've been hurt or abused or whatever it may be. And not only do you have to deal with that, but you have to deal with everybody else in the family ignoring it or letting it go or treating you like, oh, let it go. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's story of my life (laughs) is my my everyone in my family says you just need to learn how to let things go you never let things go you go on and on and on about things and I used to think that that was my problem and I'm like 
oh no 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 baby yeah that is not my problem i'm going on and on and on because i'm not feeling heard i'm not feeling understood and it's continuing if it was a one-off situation and it never happened before and you treated me with respect prior to this i wouldn't be but back to that book of um children of emotionally immature parents one of the things that people have a hard time with when they're emotionally immature is first of all Mm self-reflection and seeing the inconsistencies in their own personalities but also in the continuance of time yeah so they think you're going on and on yeah. and on about it because they probably just let a bunch of things go. And I'm like, well, look how it worked out for you. When it also, it goes back to as well in that book that I have not read. <laughs> uh, I just got, I got the footnotes version from, from, from Sam. Um, is that parents think that their children don't deserve respect. Yes. They need to earn the respect. Yeah. And it's like, well, no wonder your child's yelling at you and stealing uh, stealing things in the middle yeah. of the night and like not telling you where they are because they don't even think that you respect them. So why are they even going to... Exactly. They're not going well, to. Well, and like, sure, let me earn respect, but you have to respect me. Yeah, and there's like, right? of course, like... It's like I I'm get, a human being. Yeah. like, And that's what really pisses me off yeah. sometimes when I see people um, talking about parenting and things like that. I'm like, do you want to... Do you want a child? Do you want an adult? Do you want to raise somebody? Or do you just want to have a baby because it feels like the right time in your life? Yeah. And and I think so many times the people who, and we talked about this yesterday, Justin and I went for a little walk. Um, It was a good walk too. Yeah, it was a nice Nice walk. Um, Ended up at Winners, obviously. Mm. Um, But um, (laughs) talking about the people who choose to not have children, I feel like have thought through parenthood the most. Yeah, for sure. Right? Or a lot of the times. And that's really, truly my opinion because so many people do it without sorting out their own things in their life. And I can only imagine bringing a child into this world and the things that you're going to come up against if you haven't sorted out your shit. Yep. Because you're going to face you're going to face a lot of your own demons in, in your child because your child is going to be a reflection of you yeah. and of their surroundings and their environment. But a lot of it's going to come from you. Yeah. And also if you have your parents in your life and they choose to like they engage with your, your with your child and they become the grandparent, you then also need to probably deal with the fact that your child is going to get a completely different version of your parents than you did and yeah. probably a better one. Yeah. God. They get a redo. It's crazy. And like, yeah, I mean, just reverting back to the parent parenting, I that's that's what I feel. Yeah. I'm this fucking weekend with my mom (laughs) I don't know I got out of the car or something like that and I was like oh like I forget what happened she was all flustered because she was like stressed that she had to get stuff or whatever and she like gave me attitude and said something to me like really rude and I was like hey I was like you don't speak to me like that yeah that's not how we that's not how we talk to each other and it's funny we talk about like past relationships and stuff I had a past relationship where like that's how I was communicating because there's things that they were saying that I was like no like you don't speak to me like Mm -hmm. that that's not that's not what we do here and I'm realizing now it's because I was learning all these things and I'm like parenting people. Yes. And it's also coming back to, and of course she gets flustered and she didn't, she doesn't argue with me though now. She goes, oh, just, she kind of does that whole yeah. thing. And yeah. I'm like, no, like, cause I'm not yelling at her and I'm like, I'm not mad at you. You're not a bad person. Yeah. Just don't speak to me like that. Yeah. I get you're frustrated. I get you're a little like yeah. flustered right now. How help. can I support you in this time? Yes. And then they go, I, 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 and then they realize, like, you're, like, sitting there going, yeah. I want to help yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm here, so let me take some of the weight off your shoulders. And but it's like, parents par- don't want parenting that Parenting your parents. I had a conversation with my mom last year about something that she did that really upset me. And she was like, well, you know, I reacted like that. And I guess she kind of flighted in this, re- in this situation. 
And I was like, yeah, but you, you can't do that. And she's like, well, I did it because I was scared. And I'm like, I understand that, but it was hurtful to me. It was hurtful to somebody else. Right. And the, the, I, I get that you were scared in this situation, but you can't just run away from it. And then she's like, yeah, but like, da, da. and I'm like, sometimes you have to parent your parents. Yeah. I was like, look what I'm doing right now. You're not even realizing that I'm doing it to you right now. And yeah. you have to point that out. I'm like, do you think I want to be having this conversation with yeah. you yeah. Of, of not reprimanding, but of like pointing out what feels like fucking obvious. Yeah. And again, well, you know, we've gotten this, so off topic now. No, it's no, just no, like but, parents, but, but, but relatable. Putting, putting this all, well, again, that's kind of probably where you first learn your trauma responses and how. Oh, like, definitely. Up and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. But, you know, putting it all together and we're talking about communication, we're talking about parenting your parents. You still might not get. Yeah, exactly. The response. In fact, there's a Probably. good chance that you're not going to get the response that you want. And um, the idea here is just putting your stuff. It's really just putting stuff into practice, I yeah. feel. Yeah. Because like I don't expect anything now. I don't expect the responses. But I have noticed over time of putting up my boundaries and putting up like understanding the trauma responses. Not only do I understand the way they react more. So I don't react in the way that I used to. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like they're treating me or starting to, not always, but Baby starting steps. to treat me more like an adult and not yep. like the child. Because when I'm sitting there saying to them, I'm not yelling and getting, having that child voice where I'm like, no, like, can you, when I'm just going, can we move on from this conversation? I'm not feeling comfortable. Yeah. And maybe I have to say it four or five times and like that still pisses me off. Yep. But instead of reacting, I'm sitting there and I'm being like, I'm not feeling comfortable. Can we please move on from this conversation? If not, I'm going to remove myself. And they kind of go, oh. <laughs> oh, and like they might throw in the, oh, we want to walk on eggshells. But again, in my head, I go, it's because they're not self-aware enough to understand. Well, and at the end on. of the day, our expectations of these other people aside, the most important thing that you can control and the only thing you control is yourself. Right. So you, no yep. matter what happened yep. in that situation, ding, ding, even ding. if they started to lose it and throw tables and flip cars, you know, I sat there, I set my boundary. I didn't say anything rude. I didn't um, yell. I didn't give in to what they wanted. That's yeah. it. And sometimes that's the best you're going to get. I agree. Because at the very least, you know, you controlled your own reaction. You can never control anyone else. You know, you're doing the work. You can see you're putting it into practice. And if the other people around you aren't, then there's something to evaluate there and who you have in your life and how it goes. But a lot of the time with family, it might just literally not sitting there and having to take it, but just know that you can only control yourself. I'm waiting for Steve Harvey to come around and just be like, name the only thing that you can control in life. <laughs> Yourself. Ding, 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 ding. That's 100 right. points. That's right. That's but it, baby. No, I mean, coming coming into, you know, the end of the episode here and really tying everything together, the whole point of learning about these things is to learn more about yourself. Yes. And to improve your life and how you look, your lens. How look you're at your life. Your lens. Look at your choices. Look at what you can have. <laughs> look at what you've done. But, but and yeah. truly, and and it's for me, like the, the ability to categorize and know that these things exist. And you're like, mm -hmm. I'm not alone. I'm not the only person not, that feels this way. But also, not to undo everything we've done, uh -oh. you don't need to like fully categorize yourself and be like, I'm this. So I'm going to oh, yeah, say, no, no, no. you know, like Spectrum. these are just ideas. Yeah. These are just things to look at things to consider things to observe about yourself things to observe about the people yeah. around you 
and think about your responses and um, then reflect on how you want to change it, whether it's journaling, therapy, um, self-help yeah. books. Um, you know, we've talked about Attach. We've talked about um, adult children of emotionally immature parents. That is the book of my world yeah. untamed glennon doyle untamed glennon doyle the book we pretended we were going to do a book club about well, listen you're a liar i yeah i know right. i i'm, I'm still right. i have i, I did the freeze response on that book still, <laughs> still sitting where where it belongs on top of my incense <laughs> but yeah i i think what's best is to not label yourself and to not take any of these responses and go this this yeah. is me and, compassion and, for yourself yeah. is a very important and just know it as a yeah. like learning we're complex multifaceted human beings Five thousand piece puzzles right you're and listeners, you probably are yeah or exactly. maybe you're not and you want and you're like wait a second but i want to add some more puzzle pieces yeah i want to figure myself are. out and and i think just commending yourself for doing the reflection and doing yeah. the work it's not easy it's very easy just to go throughout life and not tackle these things but yeah. i think if you want to feel things more deeply both good and bad it's so valuable and it will affect yourself and the people around you and um I've had so much good in my life in the past two years as much as it's been hard and you know I've been able to connect with Jess and connect with other people who have reached out to us on social media and it's just really so special so we really appreciate um all the love that we've been getting lately it is and if you're listening you're on episode 11 of the podcast you are doing the work yeah you're doing it right now literally Maybe we should give out like a certificate of like you're doing i work. sat through 12 episodes <laughs> yeah. of pretty blunt and can't mm. believe we're almost done season. <laughs> this is crazy to me but we had so much fun today um i cannot wait for our the, the last hurrah of season one yeah um, again reach out to us pretty blunt pod at gmail.com find us on all the social medias pretty blunt podcast I'll see. I guess we'll see, we'll see him in the next. See you in the next one. Fun, hashtag fun response. Hashtag find a friend like Sam. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag turkey, trauma. Turkey night. Hashtag I'm turkey sorry. leg. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. I think we have to call the episode uh, an apology. Is not a, a turkey is not an apology. <laughs>